Hello and welcome to Food Allergy Freedom with Chelsea Winterholler, a podcast to help moms who have children with food allergies find emotional freedom. This is episode 41, Embrace Your Inadequacies. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast today. If you are new, I am so glad you are here. If you have never listened to my podcast before, thank you so much for joining us. I love to help moms find some freedom around the emotions that they have around their child's futures. That is my mission because I have recognized that as I find some freedom around my emotional health, I am able to help my kids. And what is more important than that? Nothing. In my book, nothing. I love having the opportunity to learn more about me so that I can help my kids learn more about them. Let's get going with today's podcast, Embracing Your Inadequacies. I know that you are walking around the world and everyone is telling you that you are enough just as you are. I agree. And I want to tell you something. You are inadequate in some areas of your life, maybe in more than just some areas of your life. Now, if you disagree with me and you are living a perfect life with absolutely no shortfalls, no need to continue listening on. But... If you do think that maybe, just maybe, you have a couple of areas in your life where you think you are falling short, I want you to hang with me here for a second. And believe it or not, I don't think anyone just logged off. I want to suggest that if you can come to peace with your own inadequacies, if you can accept them, then it will not matter what other people see, what other people point out, or what other people think about you. Because you will have already come to peace with it. You see, if someone voices your inadequacies, like they seriously say something rude or hurtful, something that hurts your feelings, that means that you as a human, feel a tiny bit of truth to it. In order for other people's words to hit home, you have to think in your brain, yeah, a part of that is true. Okay? So if you feel a little bit of truth when your kid says to you, you are the worst mom in the world, or... Mom, you are forcing me to do this and I hate you. Maybe you feel a little bit of truth when your mom says something to you. Like maybe she says something like, you shouldn't be spending all your time, all your time training to climb El Cap. <laughs> okay. Or maybe she says, why are you feeding your kids ding-dongs and chicken nuggets when you could be feeding them vegetables. Or maybe your spouse, right? We are around our spouses the very most. Maybe maybe he says something like, the house isn't as clean as it should be after you being home all day long. <laughs> or uh, what about, why can't you just use your time better? 
so the kids have a nap at home instead of when you're driving around in the car. Okay, the only reason that these words from other people hurt is because you find a tiny bit of truth in them. Maybe you don't believe me. Maybe you're like, no, no, Chelsea. But let's, let's do this. If you're a professional cellist and someone says to you, you are literally the worst cellist I've ever heard. It would not hurt your feelings because you would know that it is not true. Their words would literally bounce off of you. If someone says to you, I hate your blonde hair and you have brown hair, it doesn't hurt your feelings because you know it is not true. If someone says to you, you are the worst because you are late to work every single day, but in fact, you have never been late one time, you would not believe that you are the worst. We as humans are only offended by things if we think they are a little tiny bit true, if we find some truth in the things that the people are saying. Now, your natural self might be tempted right away to fight against what they say, to disagree completely. Well, mom, I want to spend all of my time training for my hike. Leave me alone. Or I don't only feed my kids nuggets and ding-dongs. Ugh. Or, of course, you, husband, would think I do nothing around the house. Our brains are built to fight. They fight against criticism so hard and intensely that it feels like we're in the ring at Vegas at a UFC match, right? My husband loves UFC. And I've actually started to embrace it a little bit here and there. Air the UFC reference in my podcast. But this this is what I want you to try, okay? I had a client who came to me and she was telling me all of the judgments that her mom had against her. And there were so, so many judgments. She listed for three minutes all of the terrible, terrible things that her mom had said to her lately and the judgments that she had for her. And after explaining, after I spent time explaining to her that her brain was only offended by the things that she thought were a tiny bit true, my amazing client said to me, what do you want me to do? Just agree with them? Yeah, that right there is exactly what I want you to do. I want you to write down all of the awful things that you think about yourself. My awesome client looked at me like I was absolutely nuts. Now we've built up a rapport of trust, right? But she looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. But I first heard this idea in a book by David Goggins. It's called Never Finished. And if you don't know this guy, he is so amazing and he is totally crazy. He is a ultra marathon runner and he cycles and is a triathlete, pretty much every active thing that any athlete does, right? And he's also a retired Navy SEAL. And he's written two books. Um, I've only read the second one, never finished, but he had a 
terrible, terrible upbringing. And he shares his entire soul in his book. And at first, like the first three paragraphs, I was so put off by him. And then I got to know him. Isn't that true about anyone? So often we are either like a magnet towards someone or completely put off by them until we get to know them. And then you can love everyone up close. It's so cool. But that's not my point. I got to know him because I listened to his stories and I witnessed some of the trials that he was sharing with us in his book. And I heard him turn his weaknesses into strengths. And guess what? David Goggins didn't do this by ignoring his weaknesses. He did it by embracing every single one of his inadequacies. He actually, I still cannot even believe this, he records, voice records, all of the terrible things that people say about him. His critics and his haters, the things his family has said to him in the past, the people who have told him that he will fail if he doesn't quit now. All of the times that people told him that he would never be enough, he records them in his own voice on his phone. And do you want to know what he does every morning? He listens to the recording. Doesn't that just sound so backwards? It sounds backwards to me. But then he said this. In his life, he said, Hate is just another source of fuel. Isn't that amazing? That he is able to take the hate in his life and use it as fuel? Then he said, I want you to repurpose your unfiltered weakness. Write down all of your weaknesses and repeat Flip your self-talk from doubt and dread to confidence. Isn't that outstanding, you guys? Repurpose your unfiltered weakness. I could not love that anymore. I seriously think there is so much magic in that. And I'm still learning it. I'm learning it every single day. He says... You can find strength in being excluded and doubted, even by those closest to you. And this, I love this. He urges you to never waste a thing and says that by writing down your weaknesses, you are literally turning negative words into positive progress. Isn't that so impactful? So my client and I, we decided to do what David suggested to follow his example. And she wrote down every inadequacy that she saw in herself. And then together, we explored them. We explored them more and we explored them deeper. And we found the beauty and the magic that was there. We found the magic in her embracing every single one of her inadequacies. Now, I'm going to give you a spoiler, but it's an exciting one. I did this exercise with my client two months ago, and I want to tell you something. She just reported back to me 
that she had the best day ever with her mom yesterday. And do you know where the credit can go? It can go to this exercise, to being the beginning, to breaking those walls down in her own brain. Her mom did not change. My client changed. She lightened things up. We coached her on how to love herself more. And it transformed her relationship with herself. She learned to embrace her inadequacies. So now her relationship with her mom and everyone else that she meets from here on out will be different. And you can find that magic too. I I would urge you to do a thought download of all of your inadequacies. What if, what if after you did it, you were able to come to peace with each and every one of your inadequacies before entering the room with the person who sees your shortfalls so clearly? What if you already knew your inadequacies? You knew them in and out you could actually acknowledge them. So this this might be what that looks like, okay? You walk into the room with your mom and she says, you are falling short in being there for your kids. If you have embraced your inadequacy, you can say, I totally am mom. I am so glad that I have a husband and teachers and neighbors and that they have siblings who can fill in the gaps that I miss. I sure miss a lot of them. You don't have to be offended when mom says that you are falling short in being there for your kids because you've already accepted that. You know that you do so much good and that you fall short sometimes too. What about when your kid says, you are the worst mom? You could reply, you know, buddy, today I totally agree with you. I'm not being my best self. I am feeling sad and kind of anxious about some things. I hope tomorrow can look different, but today I'm just going to embrace that I'm kind of the worst. Can you imagine saying that to your kids? It shows them that they do not have to be perfect either, that we don't require perfection. It's not attainable. What about when your husband says this house isn't as clean as it should be after you being home all day long? You could reply, it's a mess, isn't it? I definitely took some time for me today. I even watched a movie. It felt so nice to relax and the house definitely suffered. Why don't you help me clean it up? Doesn't that feel great? I love it. I love just going, you're right. Totally didn't clean the house. I can own that. You do not have to feel inadequate around anyone. But do you know who I want you to feel adequate to always? You. I want you to know so intensely that you have so many amazing things about you and also know that you do have weaknesses. And by doing this exercise, by acknowledging them instead of ignoring them, you can start to gain strength from them. One last quote from David Goggins that I love. He says, find the courage to stay in the tunnel 
and your eyes will start to adjust to the night. The dark will become light. It truly takes courage to stay in the tunnel, to stay in a place where you might feel uncomfortable or you might feel fear or you might feel inadequate. But as you acknowledge those things, as you recognize and embrace that there are areas of your life that you do fall short, the dark will become light. I know that to be true. And I can help you reach out to me. Let's get going on this together. Let's go. I am so ready for this. And I know that you are too. If you are learning from and enjoying this podcast, go to my website and book a mini consultation session at winterhollercoaching.com. You can also give me a shout out on your favorite podcast app or simply recommend this to a friend. Find me on Instagram at winterhollercoaching. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you next week.